NFL Week 2 has come to a screeching halt. And my guaranteed teaser blew the fuck apart. Son of a bitch was that close. That was so... I could taste it. I had the money in my pocket. That was so juicy. That was so good. Drew Brees and his friggin' hand. Aaron Donald swiping at him. Busts up his thumb. Comes out of the game. Teddy Bridgewater on the road. No practice. Shit. Puts up absolute ducks left and right. Blows the game. 16 points for the New Orleans Saints. You couldn't cover 16 points, Teddy. Give me one score. Teddy two gloves. Sucks. He doesn't actually suck. That was a really tough game to come in. I love the Rams defense this year. It took everything to lose that teaser. Everything to lose. I was so wrong about the Giants defense. I thought the Giants had an average defense. I thought they had some playmakers. They blew big, fat, juicy chunks. I hate the Giants defense. And they still covered 15 points. It takes so much to lose these 13-point teasers. That scoop and score we all saw got whistled dead in the Rams game for no reason. Should have gone up. If that those seven points go on the board, teaser wins. If Drew Brees just doesn't rip apart his thumb, the teaser wins. That was horrible. I am banning myself from using the G word until week nine. Temporary ban. I abused it. I pulled it out week two. That was way too eager. I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. That was way, way too eager. It's on the bench until week nine. Week nine, we're going to start thinking about it, maybe chumming it around again. I do have a good teaser for this week. I love this teaser for this week. I'm putting three units on this teaser this week. We'll get to that later. Story for the Patriots. We have no O-line depth. That is the biggest Achilles heel for this New England Patriots team. I love everything about this New England Patriots team except for the O-line. We have no depth. We just scooped up. I'm done researching these O-linemen. We scooped someone up else up this week. Munich, Monik. I don't give a fuck what his name is. I'm done researching these guys. Newhouse, I looked up. Cunningham, I looked up. They're all 6th, 7th round. Journeyman, second year, were injured. Got, I don't care anymore. All right? They're going to get thrown in. Marcus Cannon, he was on the field. He suited up. He looks like he's coming back. Looks like the shoulder is going to be all right. Biggest thing was Isaiah Wynn going down with a toe injury. Turns out it's turf toe, which is just a sprain in the big toe. Uncomfortable, very painful, but ice, rest. We have time for him to recover. He's going to sit on the bench. We got easy opponents. We'll be fine without him. Later in the season, he should be fine. It is not great to see your rookie first or second year first round left tackle. He gets injured his first year. Now he gets injured his second year. He looks really talented, but... He's got to stay on the field. I mean, we don't have any depth at that position. That's the only weakness of this team is the offensive line depth. He's our stud, young, left tackle, and he can't stay on the field. We need this guy on the field. We need all of them on the field. But Isaiah Wynn in particular, the other guys, you know, the guards go down, right tackle even. We might be able to kind of mix, mash, pull these guys up. Brady gets the ball out quick so he can kind of make up for it. Left tackle, we need Isaiah Wynn. We need him in for the playoffs in order to win a Super Bowl and to go undefeated like the Patriots are trying to do. They look so goddamn good. I love it. I love them. But yeah, Cunningham Newhouse ended up getting a bunch of time at right and left tackle. Didn't look great. They let some dudes through. They fucked up some coverage or some alignments, coverages, protections. There we go. Messed up some protections. 
they're going to get more time in the playbook. They're going to get more reps. They're going to get better, but these guys aren't pro bowlers. They're only going to get so much better, so we really need Marcus Cannon and Isaiah Wynn to come back. A really funny moment, go look it up on Twitter. Newhouse was getting asked about reporters after the game uh, about how much he knew about the playbook, how he was picking up, and Newhouse, you know, just kind of casually mentions that, yeah, he picked up like 80% of the playbook, you know, before the game in a couple days, no big deal. Marcus Cannon's getting undressed at the locker room, locker next to him. No reporters around him. He just looks over bug-eyed and starts shaking his head like, no, you fucking didn't, bro. I don't know what that's about. Newhouse is a little full of himself. I don't know if he just doesn't want to come off like an idiot, but he does not know 80% of the locker room. Marcus Cannon, that was a hilarious face from Marcus Cannon. Don't believe that 80% line that Newhouse threw out there. That was absolutely not true. Guskowski. This is the other problem with the team. Two point afters and one field goal? He missed three kicks in this game. Three kicks? Hold on to your butts, folks. Hold on for the rest of the season every time this guy steps on the field. Guskowski's been here forever. Belichick loves him. He's had his issues before. He's never been Venetary, and he is. We're in for a season with him. The, luckily, the Patriots' offense, passing game, running game. Well, running game looks pretty good. Passing game looks so great. I think we're going to be up in a lot of games. We probably won't need too many clutch field goals, but eventually we're going to need one, especially against a team like the Chiefs, some team that can match us. I don't know about anybody else in the AFC, any real defenses I'm terrified of that are going to like hold us back. I think our offense is pretty much going to dominate every defense. It's just about whether we have there's another offense out there that can match us which is also going to be difficult considering how amazing our defense is. So maybe Goskowski doesn't get put in too many tough spots this year, but when he does, holy shit, if you don't think every New England Patriot fan is going to be holding on to their breath, that is going to be terrifying. Goskowski, he's got to figure that out. We need something better than that. That was piss-poor performance. Antonio Brown, the headline. Eight targets, four catches, gets the touchdown off the back shoulder. Looking like he's got great chemistry with Tom Brady. He runs great routes. He's got great hands. He's got great speed, good separation. I mean, the guy's arguably the best wide receiver in the league. Great talent to have on the league. Looks like everything's going well on the field. So, looks like there's no locker room issues yet. Looks like, I don't think the guys like him. I'm pretty sure he's a dick. There's the SI story about yesterday we're gonna get into that later in the week in another podcast but just more shit where he looks like an asshole but not necessarily a rapist like i don't know if he abuses women sexually he's certainly harassed some women in his lifetime but he's an asshole how much of an asshole is kind of the question doesn't seem to really matter though belichick's got his back the team seems to be on board with him as far as being on the field and football things which is all we care about as patriot fans as a human, it's a whole different ball game, which is why we're going to address those off-the-field issues, separate podcasts, because there's a lot to get into there, and it's very confusing on how to feel and whether or not to root for him or not root for him. It's, I don't know. He's not a great guy. Don't love that he's on the team. Wish that he wasn't, but he is, and he's really talented, and he's playing really well with the guys. It's Tom Brady in his press conference after the game. It's He gets asked about AB, and he 
just avoids it. He praises the team, praises the wide receiver groups. You know, well, AB's not the only one. Everyone's working hard. Everyone was playing well. Everyone looked good. Everyone caught balls, yada, yada, yada. You can tell the difference, though. He gets a very serious face when he's talking about AB. They ask him about Josh Gordon, and he smiles, brightens up, looks jolly. Oh, I love Josh. Josh is a great guy to have in the locker room. You know, he's busting his butt. He had he had a great game out there. So it's just a weird... Tom Brady has a completely different attitude, a very serious tone when he's talking about Antonio Brown, and he has a very loose, positive tone when he's talking about all the other Patriots. So I don't know if that's... Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're buddy-buddy, but here's the thing. With contact sports, you can kind of have asshole teammates, and it doesn't disrupt anything. You can be It's a lot easier to be on their side. I played contact sports, non-contact sports, rugby, football, basketball, soccer, whatever, you name it. When you're playing a full-contact sport, when you fuck up your assignment, it's not just like, ooh, I missed the basketball shot, we're down a couple points now. It's... Ooh, I missed my block. Ooh, I didn't get open quick enough. Now my quarterback's getting laid into. He's getting injured. When you mess up in a full contact sport, your teammates get injured physically. That sucks. You need to be able to trust your teammates to do their assignment so that you don't get hurt. So it makes it easier when you get on the field. If a guy works really hard, practices really hard, plays really hard, does all the right things... And then when he's on his own time is just an asshole and a dick, it's kind of easy to play with him. It's, you can kind of forget about the stuff while you're in the game because you need that. You depend on it. It sucks when you have like a nice guy, a guy you'd love to grab a beer with and be friends with, but you get on the field with him and he's missing blocks. He's fucking up assignments and you're getting tackled and you're getting broken bones and sprains because of it you don't want to fucking play with that guy screw him being a nice guy we're trying to win a game i'm trying not to get injured bro so as much of an asshole as antonio brown might be he does have the reputation for working hard practicing hard and playing really hard and really well and as long as he does that on the patriots regardless of how much an asshole he is and how much guys might not want to get a beer with him and be buddy buddies with him I think they're going to be okay playing with him. And I think it was like that in Pittsburgh for a long time, and eventually it just got to be too much. And they don't have the same... They have a great culture, but it's more of a player-friendly culture with Mike Tomlin, and Big Ben seems like a dickhole, and Patriots are a lot more team-oriented and sacrifice for the team. So I think Antonio Brown, in this culture, doing the right things, he'll be able to last longer. So my opinion is... I mean, he's clearly here for this season, whether we like it or not. So I'm good with him. I've kind of accepted at this point. I'll take it. I'll take his performance. I'll take his talent. I hope he leaves after this year. I hope we get a Super Bowl with him, and I hope he, we send him on his merry ways. Enough about Antonio Brown. Biggest threats to the Patriots, just to summarize. O-line health, Brady's health, Antonio Brown being a dickhole and fucking up the locker room. I don't think the Antonio Brown thing will be an issue this year. O-line health is a huge concern. Brady's health is becomes a concern if the O-line starts fucking up. And I should add Goskowski to that list. Goskowski is a definite concern. Defense, I mean, they just look all pro. This is one of the best defenses. This is 0-3, 0-2. I mean, Ted Johnson, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, Willie McGinnis, Lawyer Malloy, Rodney Harrison. These are the boys. Ty Law. These are the fucking boys. 
This defense is so fun to watch. I love watching a good defense just smothering. I know it was Miami. I know the friggin' Steelers weren't ready week one, but... I mean, this is just going to be a fun defense to watch. I don't care how bad the teams are. Pick sixes, Jamie Collins. Those were fucking hands. Bounce, standing bounds. Woo! I love that shit. My boy Winnie. Chase Winovich, two sacks. Coming in late in the game, getting a little playing time. And a fucking boy, Winovich. Love that shit. All right. Gambling. Done with the Patriots. So I started a list week one. Teams you cannot, under any circumstance, bet on. I've added to that list. Week one, I had the Miami Dolphins, obviously. Number two team might be a little surprising, the Houston Texans. It's just Deshaun Watson. It's a super talented team, but Hopkins, Watson, Laramie Tunsil, Will Fuller, Lamar Miller, everybody's injury prone on that team. Friggin' J.J. Watt, Jadavian Klein. I know Clowney's gone, but while he was on the defense, everyone on that team, I don't know what's going on. It's a super talented team. Bill Bryan, I, he's a good coach. I don't think he's not a great coach. So he does. He shows up some weeks, doesn't show up other weeks. You never know when Deshaun Watson's going to go out in the first quarter with an injury. It's just a risky team to gamble on. They're always going to be favorites because of the talent, because of the big names. Everybody knows about them, but they have the potential to just fall through on you. So I'm not touching the Houston Texans this year. I just don't trust them. Next three teams added to the list. Carolina Panthers, I mean, same thing. Cam Newton's health, you have no idea. Story actually came out today. Looks like he's got foot issues. He might not be playing this week. He might not be playing for an extended period of time. So absolutely, with that news, do not bet on the Carolina Panthers. You don't know what the hell is going on there. I trust Christian McCaffrey. I trust Luke Keekley. But again, Luke Keekley's injury prone. Yeah, don't trust that team. Next team... This one, I don't know. They might be able to come off the list. The New York Giants, Daniel Jones reported he will start this week with Eli Manning with that shit-ass defense. Absolute no start. But I think their offensive line is average. I like their weapons. Obviously, Saquon Barkley's a stud. Daniel Jones looked really good. They have an absolute shit defense. They're on my don't bet for now couple weeks down the line maybe we could start betting some overs with them because they're going to be giving up points left and right so if they can prove that they can put some points on the board with daniel jones and those weapons they might be able to come off but for now keep them on the list third team denver broncos do not touch the denver broncos joe flacco is a bum absolute garbage can he can't and it's weird drew lock i thought would be a pretty good prospect but he is apparently not ready was doing way too much shotgun and spread style offense in college. He just needs time to develop. I like your lock as a talent, but if he's not playing this year, if all you got is Joe Flacco, because that defense is good. But as we saw with the Jacksonville Jaguars, a good defense that doesn't have faith in their quarterback ain't worth dick. And that defense is going to lose faith in Joe Flacco pretty fucking quick. I don't know what John Elway is doing there. I mean, he got Peyton Manning after, like, a neck injury, and that was, like, his huge signing. And then Peyton had, like, one record-setting year, so kudos for that. But after that, Peyton fell off a cliff. They won Super Bowls. I guess he got the job done. But just after that, freaking Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Joe Flacco, bunch of bums. I'd expect more from John Elway at the quarterback position. I do like Drew Locke. I hope he turns out to be well. I'm a big fan of his. Back to Miami. Ryan Fitzmagic, he might die. 
I think Miami might kill Ryan Fitzmagic. And it's sad because he was a baller. He was just that journeyman quarterback. Everyone loved him. He had the highest score on the Wonderlick test. He's a Harvard guy. He's got this big beard that just grows longer and longer every year. He's wearing gold chains to press conferences. He sucks, but then he also balls out. I mean, just pure entertainment. One of the most entertaining quarterbacks in the NFL, especially for his talent. He's got to be the most pound-for-pound talent for talent most entertaining i mean yeah there's way more talented quarterbacks in the league that aren't half as entertaining as ryan fitzmagic it's sad that his career might be coming to an end because of the miami dolphins and how absolutely atrocious they are good news is there is an heir apparent on the line to miami's ryan fitzmagic that is the mississippi mustache gardner Minshew. Woo, buddy he's a baller dude's got the naked yoga stretching in the locker room he's got the mustache the headband he's got the looks he's got everything i love this guy he was a darling at washington state transferred from east carolina little alabama they loved him there they went nuts for them they all started wearing mustaches and headbands for him this guy's great thursday night football is where he belongs this is where this guy's gonna shine close game against the houston texans he put up points against Kansas City. Their defense blows, but he still put up points against them. Love this kid. He is the Aaron parent that we need to Ryan Fitzmagic. Thursday night, tune in. This should be the Super Bowl for the Mississippi mustache. I am looking for him to ball the fuck out and hopefully bet on him eventually. I don't know. That Jacksonville... All right, I guess we'll get to bets. We'll go to that Tennessee-Jacksonville game. I made a little parlay Cleveland-Jacksonville money lines. I wish I hadn't have done that. I love Gardner Minshew. I like Leonard Fournette. I like everything about that offense. And the defense is studs. You would think that's the only problem with Jacksonville. If there's an offense to believe in, that defense should come around. Not the case. That fight that Jalen Ramsey and Doug Marone got got into on the sideline, that is bad news. Now Jalen Ramsey is asking for a trade, trying to get out of there. I mean, when the leader of your defense just quits on the team, quits on the coach, that's a bad sign. That's a real, real bad sign. Thursday night games, division games, home teams are huge favorites. Not the case this week. Thursday night, Tennessee on the road, on a short week, going against a division opponent, and they're a minus two favorite. Tennessee blows. They got a good defense. I like their culture, but we all know Mariota's a bum. For them to be favored by two, Tennessee might just blow the Jags out of the fucking water tonight. I don't like my pick. I might hedge out of it. It's it's not looking great for Jacksonville. I don't know. I hope they turn it around. I hope maybe Jalen Ramson's just a dick, and once they get him out of there, the rest of the defense will come along and start believing in Minshew. Minshew seems like a guy you could rally around. I don't, I don't really know what the problem is there, but definitely wouldn't bet on him this Thursday. It's probably just a stay-away game. Except for one angle, and that brings us to our first teaser. We got you. 10 teams, 13 points. You know the deal. Unders and underdogs, let's go. The tickly teaser of the week starts off Tennessee Jacksonville. Tease that up to under 52.5. Like we said, Tennessee's probably going to win this game. They have an awesome defense, but Mariota ain't putting up shit for points. And they certainly ain't putting up shit for points against that Jacksonville defense on a short week. Not a chance. Under 52. Love that. Next one. This could be the game of the week. Baltimore 
at Kansas City. Kansas City looks unstoppable on offense. Patrick Mahomes is the real deal. He's playing better than he played last year, and he was rec- he was setting records last year. This is insane. Baltimore's defense is their good defense. They're among the tops in the league. They're not going to be able to stop Patty Mahomes all the way, but they're going to be able to keep it kind of close for him. I think they run the ball. John Harbaugh knows he's not afraid to go against a good coach and a good quarterback. He's coming to New England. He's beat the Patriots in New England, and he knows how to do it. He does it with defense. He does it with running game. You keep Tom Brady off the field, you beat the Patriots. You keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, you can beat the Chiefs, or you can at least keep it close with the Chiefs. That's why I like Baltimore. Tease them up to plus 20. The Kansas City defense is horrible. Absolute atrocity on defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Baltimore is not going to have a problem running the ball, doing their play action, staying on the field, being able to to keep the game close. I don't know that they can win, but to be a touchdown underdog seems a little unfair to me. I think they keep it close, especially. So tease that up to 20, Baltimore plus 20 in Kansas City. That's your second pick. Third pick. This is the shakiest one of my 10. I don't like, I hate to do this. I hate, hate, hate to do this. Underdogs and unders. That's the name of the game. We're taking a favorite. We're taking a six-point favorite, which only leaves us a touchdown to deal with. But I'm taking Buffalo plus seven at home. Cincinnati Bengals coming to town. Buffalo took care of business against the Jets. They took care of business against the Giants. Both teams suck. Now the Bengals come to town. Guess what? The Bengals suck too. This is the home opener for the Buffalo Bills. They've been in New York, so they haven't been traveling all around. They're not exhausted. But their fans haven't gotten to see them at home. So the fans are going to be going absolutely bonkers up there in Buffalo. They're going to be wild. They're going to be crazy. Offenses, you need an offense to win on the road. Offensive lines travel. The Bengals have threats on the outside. Joe Mixon's banged up. Giovanni Bernard's all right. Andy Dalton's pretty good. The Bengals have no offensive line. They have absolutely none. They got a bunch of pads sitting up there in front of Andy Dalton. The Bills have a legit front. They're fully healthy. They're going to dominate the Bengals on the line of scrimmage. Andy Dalton's going to be swarmed. He's going to be fumbling. He's going to be screwed all afternoon. Josh Allen has been impressing. Singletary's banged up. It's fine. They got Frank Gore. They got whoever they're going to throw back there. Josh Allen's going to run for a bunch. They're going to control the ball. Plus seven on this kind of teaser is very dangerous. I hate to do it, but I just love Buffalo at home this week. I love, love, love them. Take Buffalo. Tease it to plus seven. Next one, Green Bay at home for the Denver Broncos under 55 and a half. Green Bay has one of the best defenses in the NFL. Absolute studs on that side of the ball. Denver, as we just talked about, has Joe Blow Flacco. Garbage. Hate him. I'd bet on the Packers, but they're minus eight, and I'm not going to tease that. I'm not teasing a minus eight favorite. So take the under. Denver, like we said, they got a pretty good defense. Last week, Green Bay went, a good, went against a pretty good defense in the Minnesota Vikings. They had a very good script, put points on the board immediately, but then once the defense made adjustments, Green Bay couldn't recover. They ran the ball pretty well, couldn't throw the ball at all. So expect Denver to do the same thing. Green Bay is going to jump out to a lead. Then they're going to run the ball. Run, 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 run. Joe Flacco is not going to threaten the lead at all. They're going to sit on that under 55 and a half. Love it. The Miami Dolphins are going to the Dallas Cowboys. Almost forgot Cowboys. That's ridiculous. 
Cowboys tease it to minus nine. Cowboys blow the doors off of Miami. I'm not saying anymore. You know the Dallas more than that. You know the Miami Dolphins. They suck. Dallas is awesome. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They have a great defense. Dallas minus nine. Enough said. Same thing. Quick game. New England at home for the Jets. Minus ten and a half. Put that one in the bank. Next game. Minnesota at home for the Oakland Raiders. Under 56 and a half. Minnesota, one of the best defenses in the NFL, shut down Aaron Rodgers after the first quarter last week. Oakland coming up. They got a decent offensive line. They'll be okay. Josh Jacobs is a little banged up. They got Tyrell Williams, Hunter Renfro. I mean, they got no weapon. They got Waller at tight end. Get the fuck out of here. Derek Carr is not going into Minnesota and putting up points against that defense. Mike Zimmer will assure that does not happen. Kirk Cousins sucks balls. Oakland has a shitty secondary. Oakland's got a decent front seven. Expect Minnesota to throw early, take a lead, and then run the ball. Kirk Cousin blows. Dalvin Cook can run pretty well. Minnesota's taking the lead, running the ball out. Minnesota and Green Bay are going to do the exact same things to Oakland and Denver. Ball out early, run the ball. Teams aren't going to be able to come back against them. Take the unders in those two. Oakland-Minnesota teased to under 56. Next game, we're hitting these unders again, baby. You love the flashy names. You love the bright lights. It's Sunday night football. Al Michaels under 62.5 with the Rams and the Cleveland Browns. The Browns' offensive line, shaky. Browns are at home, shaky offensive line. Defense, pretty good. I mean, I know we like to hate on the Jets, but that Cleveland defense showed up on Monday night. Jets have some weapons on the outside. They got Le'Veon Bell. That fuck kid didn't look that bad. Simeon's, you know, yeah, he's Simeon. But I like the Cleveland defense, and I'm very unimpressed with the Los Angeles's Ram- Los Angeles Rams's offense. Jared Goff's an average quarterback. I know they got a bunch of weapons on the outside. Gurley's coming in in spurts, but you're not going to get a full game out of him. Malcolm Brown's a decent running back. He's nothing that special. Under 62 and a half? I don't know why this is so... I could just be completely wrong on this. This might be the loser of the week. If something pulls apart this teaser, it could be this one. Because this line makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm taking Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland Browns, under 62 and a half. I love both these defenses. And then there's big... I just think this is the big names. That's the only thing I can think of. Sunday night, you got a bunch of big games... Big names, flashy players, people love it. People are going to want to take the over, so they set the line high. But when you really look at these teams, they're defensive teams. They're teams that don't have the greatest offensive lines. They're not going to keep control. This is under. Under City. Under 62.5. Monday night. We're taking two out of the Monday night games. Two out of the Monday night games. I'm taking one side and one side only. That's the Washington R words. I love Case Keenum. Case Keenum's going to show up. He's going to ball out. Take Washington plus 17 and a half. Tease the under. Unders and underdogs. Washington's a home dog. Plus 17 and a half. And under 54 and a half. Mitch Trubisky cannot score points. They can't score anything. I saw poor Eddie from Barstool, Chicago. Halftime video last week. Just praying. Praying for a touchdown. Now I'll give you the Washington R-words. Don't have the best defense. But they have a mediocre defense. They have enough to stop Mitchell Trubisky. Trubisky sucks titties. The Redskins, they've been playing against the Eagles. They've been playing against the Cowboys. They've had some good competition. They're used to playing against good defenses. 
And this offense is nothing compared to Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott and all the weapons that those two guys have. Washington's going to shut the Chicago Bears down. And they're probably not going to score that many points. They're going to score in the 20s. They're going to put up a few, but they're not going to go off for 40 because Chicago does have a pretty good defense. I'd expect this game to end up 24-10, to 24-7, something like that. Take the under. Take Washington. That's your 10-team teaser. Quick recap. Tennessee Jacksonville under 52, Baltimore plus 20 on the road, Buffalo plus 7 at home, Denver Green Bay under 55 and a half, Dallas minus 9 at home, New England Patriots minus 10 and a half at home, Oakland Minnesota under 56, Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland Browns under 62 and a half, Washington R words plus 17, Washington Chicago under 54 and a half. That's your 10 team teaser. I put one unit on week one. I put two units on week two. Both of them lost. The Dolphins fucked me. Drew Brees fucked me. Week three, three units. We're winning all our money back. Let's go. That's your titillizing week three teaser. Let's go, baby. Little bonus parlay. Plus 840. Eight to one parlay. Denver Green Bay, under 42.5. Los Angeles Rams, Cleveland, under 51. Washington, money, fucking line. I love the R words this week. They're taking it to them. Like I said, that Cleveland, it's all names. Take the under. Green Bay, Denver, Flacco can't score points. Green Bay's going to run the ball and play defense. Green Bay, under. Cleveland, Brown, under. Washington, money line. That's a 8-1 to one parlay. Take that shit if you got any balls inside of you. Week 3, coming up. Thursday night football, the way we like it, the Titans, the Jags, it's ugly. We got Gardner, Mustache, Mississippi, Mustache, Minshew coming up. Let's go.